Welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature-centered paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms, through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I welcome you to Lunatic Mondays on CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. Tonight, I have a guest with whom I'm dying to start talking about his book, because it's a wonderful book. So to tell you a little bit about him, Ash McKernan uh, is a psychotherapist, ecotherapist, bard, and a weird worker. He is a walker of worlds who loves to spend time learning, worshiping, holding space, and offering workshops at the crossroads where psyche, nature, magic, and healing intersect. Visit his website at www.weird, that is W-Y-R-D, wildweb.com, weirdwildweb.com. Welcome to the show, Ash. How are you doing tonight? <clears throat> I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming to the show. And um, I promised myself not to get too weird, but kind of it's kind of like the uh, mandatory with you and this book. Uh, mm-hmm. The book is a weird craft, healing self, nature, and nature through the mysteries of the fates. And for people who have been following Lunatic Mondays for a while. They know I usually get to know my guests and get to introduce you to my audience uh, by ways of asking you about your, you know, formative years. How did you get into witchcraft, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get into the book. But with you, it's going to be kind of weird because we have to talk about the book at the same time that we talk about your life. So uh, this is a wonderful book. I really highly recommend. And I know. I always say I recommend the book, but folks, this book is really, really a must for the mother and practitioner, uh, for healing of self, and this planet needs healing, and uh, paraphrasing Phyllis Crowd, the world needs its witches, and this book is all about that, um, kind of like how it ripples, right, and the web in which we exist, but tell us a little bit about you and that experience that you had as a very young child. That is the beginning of this book, actually, so that everybody gets to know you as, as well as I have now through the book. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. Um, I think, as yeah, as I share in the book, I feel like my path, my path to weird, and to weird craft and to writing the book, started at a, at a young age and just being raised in the country i think that was kind of step one in a way just being so so interwoven with the elements and the seasons and the cycles and spirals of nature and all that but yeah when i was uh, when i was a toddler three and a half around three and a half i fell out of a second story window um onto a brick patio and uh, face first and that that was a i guess develop 
highly foundational developmental like experience in the sense that it set something in motion and um that was very weird and it was it's it started this process or you know maybe it continued this process because you know think about past lives and you know that's a whole other thing but um yeah i i had an experience where i was bound you know i was bouncing on the window screen my back you know i was just playing and feeling just this you know the exuberance the bubbling joy of childhood or whatever you know just enjoying the moment and then and then all of a sudden the screen popped out uh, because i you know hit it too too hard and and then i remember the lurch in my stomach just that that drop and so it was like joy to the drop and then the impact which i don't remember the impact but i do um have some memories of um, you know little snippets of kind of coming to and and you know losing consciousness and anyway that you know i was brought to the hospital and the the priest was there for some reason to to read me my last rites you know and and my mom was like hell no like you're not you're not supposed to be here or, or something and you're not going to do that and then the next you know what i was told was that the next thing is hours later i'm just like running around the hospital like everything's fine and but you know my face is just a bruise and um but years later i would do some mushroom ceremonies around this you know so so basically that just to so that like i said it set in motion a process and that process was a healing process and and that healing process led me into um learning about death learning about you know the occult other dimensions experiences that i had when i hit the ground and and this all came into view later in my life when i did these mushroom ceremonies that were uh, with the intention of healing healing whatever those deep wounds needed to be healed so i returned to that moment of impact in, in two of these ceremonies and i and i realized that the that experience is, that experience was one of the most freeing experiences ever you know just my soul was set free um, my body stopped but my soul kept going when i hit the ground and and ever since then i've been wanting to return to that place and to learn about it and to to retrieve the fragments of my soul that that you know just like spread out in all directions you know so yeah the waves and ripples from that impact spread into into the cosmos or into the everything and so i went searching for those fragments bring them back and in the process i found witchcraft i found the fae i found um tantra i found psychotherapy and you know i found people and places and objects that were that would all help me integrate just bring all these pieces back and so yeah it's been a lifelong process of that and eventually i it brought me to weird it brought me to that concept of weird 
and when that happened every you know it just it made everything make sense you know i could i could look backwards into my life and see that it, it was all it was all in this process of becoming that was meant to be it was fate it was destiny in a sense to to come across this concept of destiny and mm-hmm. and and how it related to healing too was a big part of my journey too because that's it is what the book is about it's about healing magic and um and so i learned a lot about healing magic in my path you know through through schooling through just life in general uh, um yeah that's that's a quick version of it i guess but and uh people cannot see me obviously because this is radio but i'm here sitting with a smile from ear to ear because uh two things that are very uh important for me to share with you the first one is in the tradition of our people i'm from i'm mexican from mexico i grew up in mexico city which is the heart of mesoamerica and mesoamerican mm-hmm. culture and people like us people like me who are psychic who have abilities to see beyond and to heal and to do this and that and the other um it is believed that when we have a near-death experience we come back air quotes with the gift Uh, i don't like to call it gift i like to call it abilities uh but people traditionally call it you know the gift you come back with the gift and then I read your book and how you put it in words. And I'm like, well, same, same, um, same cat, different spots, if you will. And then mm-hmm. you start talking in this book about all this web and how we are connected and how the threads are always there. And they're always being pulled from a million different places and in the culture of the Mesoamerican American people, it is believed that we are born with a um, spindle in our belly from which the thread spins out. And then that spindle should remain center, right? Because when you move out of your center, then you cannot uh, thread your, your web properly. And then to to see that this is, this is present and prevalent in Mesoamerican American culture, but also on the um, Indo-European cultures, or the, how it, how is that this knowledge is prevalent elsewhere, everywhere, and we call it different things, or we see it from different lenses, but it is the same concept of interconnectedness, and it's just fascinating. And and the second, the I guess the third thing that I um, found so fascinating about your book that to me is not a foreign concept at all to have eco-activism, psychology, um, psyche, therapy, and magic as one and all, because again, Mesoamerican people see uh, life's philosophy that way. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's not a new concept, but how hard it has been or how easy in your experience since the book came out for people to actually connect the dots. how hard has it been for people like readers to Mm -hmm. to tie those tie tie therapy nature and magic Magic, kind of together yeah it's a good question i I wonder that myself too 
because I I think it I think it well I haven't heard a lot about it um, from from the readers yet and I and I think that it, it does take uh, takes a bit of time to get through the book. Um, my guess is that it's it's something that people already know, you know, and and that it is kind of a natural, almost like it's a remembering. It's like just like Tarot, or you know, it's telling you something you already know. That's kind of how the book is in a way, and and how it was for my process of of healing and you know revelation and what not transformation it's like it's a remembering it's like oh yeah oh and it feels like coming home it's like uh it's and that is a deep healing that that return home so my guess and my hope would be that that readers would would read that and have just those similar like uh yeah just that affirmation or that mirroring to see to see their own um, to see the their own experience in it and that psyche, soul, um, nature, you know, there, there's soul, you know, the, the anima mundi or whatever, the soul of the earth, the soul of the individual, the soul of the relationship, the soul of the collective, the soul of an object, you know, there's the common, the common denominator is soul. And same with magic. I, I do believe that magic is is soul and and the the crafting of magic is the soul is soul craft or weird craft in, in that sense so um yeah the there are some reviews that i've read from people you know you know on, on like amazon or you know other other sites where people do reflect a little bit of their like, oh, yeah, it's so nice to read this. You know, it's something I've been saying for years or, you know. So, yeah, I think I think it is a deep soul memory, you know, all of this stuff. And and to be able to make those connections, I think, is powerful because it, it gives you practical guidance. Like, oh, psyche therapy or psychotherapy or whatever can be this practice for for doing magic. And, you know, and and spending time in nature can be this way of attuning to the soul of the earth and learning soul magic and healing healing magic specifically and and doing yeah they all kind of blend they're all kind of the same like i i do see therapy as magic and i i do see ecotherapy as magic as well i mean it's just um it's helping us remember and that is that's a magical thing I mean, that that's, brings change brings profound change when we remember truth whatever that truth may be in the moment so uh what you don't know about me is that i love friends who are psychotherapists and i collect them so <laughs> welcome to the collection thank you well, welcome to the friend collection of, of psychotherapists and because yeah. I'm around you all all the time, I'm also a tarot reader, a professional reader. I've been reading for 30 some years. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I connect with a lot of concepts. I'm not a therapist, but mm -hmm. I have learned a lot of these concepts. And one of my biggest pet peeves is, Ash, when people sell these workshops or classes 
that is like a two-hour seminar or a three-hour class to have um, healing your soul or healing your inner child. I mm -hmm. love this type of um, bastardizing concepts that are probably bigger than life. Mm -hmm. And you do some very great explanations here about um, the shadow and shadow work and all of that. Why do we have to be so selective on where we have access to our information about shadow work and the work that we can do on with magic? I think shadow work is is um it well it's it's in it's in the zeitgeist. It's like it's being spoken about more and more as time goes on and for good reason, you know, it's it needs to be done and it's it, it actually it ha yeah, it has to happen. Um but there's there's this idea of like spiritual bypassing um or and or spiritual materialism you know that that comes up that I've seen a lot you know and, and have experienced a lot in my own you know practice I've seen seen it in myself at times and the tricky thing with the shadow is that it's mostly unconscious it's it's something that we can't see um even if we're looking for it you know, and it does take mirroring from an elder or from a guide or from a therapist or or a friend or somebody to help us see our own shadow. And so um, it can be really easy to to th to think you're doing shadow work. And I guess in a way you are. But but there's so much depth to shadow. It's just it's an iceberg. You know, it's an iceberg. We can only see the tip. And, um, and the depths of it are rather terrifying, you know, and within those depths are our gifts and our like deep power, um, to, to heal, to be the, the deep truths of who and what we really are and be, what we're becoming and all that stuff. So, um, it's, it's easy to 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 work with like a chthonic deity like hell or hecate or any 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 god or goddess or spirit or you know and and to do shadow work through that but the shadow is is usually the thing we can't see so we we tend to project it onto others and say that they're doing you know blame others for our own stuff because we don't want to see it in ourselves and um we can we can create an identity to keep us um i don't know separated from the deep work that actually needs to be done like it, it's it's easy to say i'm a witch doing shadow work and and have some problems and not realize that we're acting those out in the world and um, that i guess that's it's complicated. It, I mean, shadow work is really difficult. It's difficult to do, you know, even if you're really mindful and you have a guide and um, it it's weird. It's weird in the sense that it's bizarre, like, and it will change you. It will change you in ways you cannot expect. And, and you'll see things that, that will weird you out and not always in a, in like a, Ooh, that's weird way, but like, Oh, that's, it's terrifying. It's scary. It doesn't feel right. It's um, 
shadow work is not always safe too because the powers in the shadow are so strong it can be easy to get possessed by them in a sense and to become inflated and grandiose and to believe that the goddess or the god is speaking through us when when it's really just our our ego that has kind of grabbed on to this power you know and anyway a lot could be said about it yeah. yeah, I uh, when I teach about uh, psychic abilities, I always tell people, you know, if you hear them with your physical ears, you need to go to a psychiatrist because that's not how you hear spirits, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it's such a fine line to walk through, you know, when you try to be as, um, I guess, analytic as possible with like psychology and, and psychotherapy and um, these concepts of like the inner child or the shadow work or the fragmentation and integration and all of that. And then to combine that or to see how they work so well with magic and with um, meditation and eco activism and ecotherapy and eco um, work. And, you know, it is a slippery slope. And like you say, we can get possessed by our own enemy against which is our own self there is a wonderful concept also in the mesoamerican culture is called the nekoyao which translates roughly as a warrior if you google it it's going to say it's a warrior but it goes way deeper into that concept of the shadow and being your own enemy so kind of like Imposter syndrome, soul sabotage, etc. And I cannot play that song. There is a song, but insert the song here. Pause the God, listen to the song, come back. It's called Two Against One by uh, Jack White. I love that song because it speaks a little bit about that, you know, like mm -hmm. you, you and me against me. So what's one more says the lyrics, you know, it's, it's great. So we talk a little bit about shadow and how you get into this uh, work. But I kind of went ahead of myself because, of course, I love psychology. But what is weird? What, what is weird and what is, why is it so important to this book? And why is it so important that we understand this concept and work with it? The weird mm -hmm. W-Y-R-D. Yeah. Weird is, weird is a multifaceted concept. That it's like a diamond onion. That's kind of how I describe in the book. So there's many layers to it and there's many facets to each of those layers and stuff. And so just to kind of start to put some of those together, uh, weird is fate. That's kind of the one of the oldest definitions of it. It's fate. It's also destiny. It's also soul, magic, nature, and this process of becoming. So weird is weird is a process and weird is also a pattern. So it's it's the nature of things. Like the way of weird is the it's cause and effect. It's the web that connects everything. The web of weird. Everything is connected through cause and effect and the ripples, you know, you drop a pebble, ripples spread through the whole web whether we see it or not. And so we are all affecting each other with our thoughts, words, and actions all the time. Uh, we are we are doing magic, whether we are aware of it or not. 
you know, and this, uh, when, when it remains unconscious, we create these changes and that's what we call fate. Like, and then we, when we become conscious and we make changes, that's destiny. And that, that is, that is doing magic um, in a conscious way. So, yeah, it's important. I think weird is, weird is a really, really just, you know, really important concept to, to study, to attune to. I also believe that weird is goddess, you know, it's, it's God, goddess, it, you know, it's, it's word, it's nameless. It's, it's Tao. It's like, um, it's mystery, but, um, the more we come to know weird, the more we come to know ourselves. the more we come to know how we relate to the people and places and things around us, the more we become aware of the, of the web, of the nature of interconnection, of the, the importance of reciprocity, you know, taking care of each other, giving, receiving, you know, ma basically maintaining balance. The more, the more we get to know weird, the more we get to know nature. And the more we know nature, the more we can skillfully live in relationship with nature so that everything benefits everybody and everything. I, 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 and I believe it is our destiny to make that happen, um, but it takes awareness to make it happen. One, one concept in the book that I use a lot is this, is the, is the idea of gestalt. So that's a psychotherapeutic approach, but also a philosophy gestalt therapy and you know it's it's a, an amazing um process in and of itself gestalt but the idea is that in therapy is that we are bringing awareness to things and then once there's awareness there's more choice so you can you can see what's happening and then make a different choice that may be more aligned with nature more aligned with healing more aligned with realization and love and not just acting out unconsciously so weird is everything you know so to become aware of of weird is to slowly become aware of everything and it can be overwhelming you know it's if, if anyone if any of the list your, your listeners have taken a psychedelic or something you know that that can be an overwhelming experience um and so yeah it takes time to get to know weird and you got to take care of yourself as you do it and it can be really fun and and it, it's very healing so that that's the destiny part i mean i there's layers to it right i i I could say a lot more, but I'm I'm curious how that is so far. I think that's great. And I think that um, what fascinates me, again, you know, I always have a tendency to bring it back to how we see it on the Mesoamerican uh, traditions, you know, the so-called Aztec uh, or Mexica. And the concepts are there, you know, you talk about the spider, you talk about the tarantella, you talk about the... Um, the connections and we do have those concepts um remind me because i have forgotten where is this uh the concept of the norns is uh heathen right yeah, yeah I forgot. <laughs> Blank. Yep. Uh, 
and uh, how from two two so separate regions of the planet does such mm -hmm. similar concepts it's just it fascinates me and it is exactly what you were saying you know because it's the same concept it's just the story has been told in, in different ways i guess and the information comes from the collective of consciousness the consciousness of the earth the consciousness of the psychedelics the consciousness the consciousness. Nature, right it's nature it's nature. Yeah. nature different words yeah and it's so paradoxical ash because we think that we are so connected because we are on social media all the time guilty as charged and we think we are connected because we're looking outwards and the real connection begins when you look inwards so that then can you look outwards again mm -hmm. why are we so scared why are we so afraid to look inside i think this is such a good question and i think there's a lot of answers uh, one of them that just comes to mind is that we're afraid to see uh, we're afraid to see our our own complacency our our own hand at our own destruction like we're we're we're, we're afraid to see our own foolishness and how each of us is a part of like like you were saying earlier we're our own worst enemy you know it's really it's really hard to admit that and to see that and um, existentially speaking you know there's the fear of death and there's the fear of responsibility which are two of the major fears of human existence you know and that's and when when we're when we start to see that we are responsible for the creation creating our own fate and destiny um just as as much as the fates are that we have more power we're afraid of our power we're afraid of yeah we're afraid of the responsibility that we need to change our lives we're afraid of sacrifice we're afraid that of letting go of the things that we need to let go of in order to receive the gifts of truth or the gifts of magic and soul and you know all of that mm -hmm. so fear i mean fear is a big one delusion right it's like I think Buddha said there's like there's grasping, there's pushing away, and there's delusion. Those are the three things that cause suffering. And I don't know that that applies to to weird and just seeing the truth. The truth is the truth will set you free, but it's uh, it's not always you know weird is not always kind. Weird is doom. Weird is the end of the world. Weird is death. Weird is scary. You know. So, but again, within all those things is gifts and boons and, and power and potential and healing. So. The, the joy of freedom, as you were saying at the beginning of the show, the joy of recognizing, yeah, this is me, freckles and all. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Once I know who I am, nothing can uh, move yeah. my um, spindle. Right, mm -hmm. moving from your center, because again, and, and having mm -hmm. your spindle it right on your belly button and pulling that thread, right? If you know what is this thread that you're pulling, nothing can move your spindle out of center, you know? Yeah. But I get, because uh, I'm, a, again, a professional tarot reader. I Everybody knows that, but I keep repeating it because you don't know me. 
my mm-hmm. listeners know I'm a tarot reader and witch for hire and teach and all that, but you don't, mm-hmm. we, we are just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I have lots of clients that come to me and they're like, you know, my cousin did this, my neighbor did that, my, somebody put a spell on me. And most of my sessions, I spend a lot of time telling them like, possible, yes, likely, not really. Let's look at what you have done, what you have put out there, where your responsibility lies on all this issue. And I'm assuming you as a therapist see it probably more often. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my brand of magic, you know, like look inside and let's see through the tarot uh, mm-hmm. where your responsibility lies. Because we don't have a devil to blame big air quotes here on on paganism neo-paganism we don't have a devil to blame we cannot say uh hecate make me do it or or i don't know uh, make me do it you know it's like i did it and then yeah uh, to find accountability is such a liberating mm-hmm. thing you know to to say like yeah i did it i messed up and no yeah. I, I also love how you talk about how and now how and now it's like you bring us back to the center all the time to the present uh Mm -hmm. because we're so attached to the past and so afraid of the future too Mm -hmm. how and now that's a that's alchemy you know that's right here and now that right here and now is where we will see the truth you know we're we're not going to see it down the road you know it's that's abstract the future hasn't happened the only thing that's real is the now right so the now is the doorway through which, or the window through which we see what is real. And we see weird. That's where we see weird. That's, yeah, another thing that I didn't add before about what is weird is that we all have our own weird. Like weird is our nature. Weird is our soul. Weird is our process of becoming. So your weird is different than my weird. Your your spindle um, is, is at your essence. But um, so... In your in your process of exploring weird, you're coming to know who you are, your wholeness, pimples and all, you know, that we are all flawed beings and and that's wonderful. We're all imperfectly perfect. We all have our own weird and and our weird is in process. We're 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 becoming, we're healing, we're changing and um so I I remember when I first came to the United States 25 years ago. And I was being goofy and somebody said to me, oh my God, you're so weird. And I didn't know what they meant. And then I, of course, that was before Google. Yes, there are people who existed before Google. Yes. Uh, so I went and I, I think I look on a dictionary and I was like, cool. Let <laughs> me say I'm different, you know. It's cool to embrace our weird and to be silly and to understand that our brand of weird is unique and that's precisely what makes this tapestry so beautiful mm-hmm. all the different threads and all the different colors and all the different intensities and all the different hues and values and um mm-hmm. i i couldn't have enough of this book i love it i uh highly highly recommend to people uh matthew ash mckernan weird craft the healing soft nature through the mysteries of the fates uh do you know top of your head how many exercises are there in this book there's near 50 
I, I think it's not quite 50, but yeah, it's up there. And that is amazing, folks, because it's not, it's not just the concepts and being broken down and explained so that we can all grasp them, but each concept, it, each chapter has a whole bunch of exercises, practices, mm -hmm. and um, it, it is so very rich. And the practices, though very deep, they're not complicated. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology here mm -hmm. uh, because you're not asking us to go to Mount Everest and meditate for five hours there. Mm -hmm. You're saying, find a moment, a piece of quiet and sit with yourself, basically. Yeah. How now, right? Just, just the present moment. Yeah, I think a lot of the exercises do kind of, I don't know, spiral around or revolve around that idea of just awareness, developing awareness in the moment and 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 exploring how weird manifests in the moment in all in these different domains of mind, body, relationship, environment, soul, and spirit. So the the exercises kind of work work invite people. They're invitations to commune with weird in these different domains in the moment and and experiment and see what's there. What is? I'm not trying to tell people what to experience. I'm saying what is your experience. Tell me about your weird. You know, that's I love going around and doing workshops for that because we just we explore weird together. Like, mm -hmm. and it gets really rich and you know, really juicy, juicy and magical, and and it is healing. But yeah, a lot of the a lot of the exercises in the book, which I call weirding ways, are um, I, I did I learned a lot of those in grad school when I was becoming a therapist, and so there's some of those in there. And I am just like stuff that I learned by spending lots of time in the woods, just things that I would do where that would lead to more awareness of weird, like seeing things and um, seeing the nature of nature, you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and it was really fun to, to add those because the rough draft didn't, didn't have any and, and Llewellyn, I'm really grateful for them to, they said, we want some, we want some exercises like this. That's what this needs. And I'm like, all right. And it was really fun to, to add those in there. And some of them are long, some of them, you know, and I, I just recommend for people to, you know, you read through them first, maybe even a couple of times and give them a go. And, and you will, you will see weird. You, you will start to grok weird and I mean, you're already doing it anyway. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, it's like we're all we're all doing our own weird craft thing um, in our own ways. And it's it's that's I love I love hearing about people's own their own weird crafting. It's just it's inspiring. Like hearing about your connection with Mesoamerica and and just that it's like you're saying the it's a kaleidoscope we we live in a kaleidoscope and the more of this kaleidoscope we see the more in awe we are of its beauty and how it's we're all connected in it and it's just it's wonderful there's some it's soul right it's so soulful it's well, just... it's soul and i am going to borrow that concept as you paraphrase it because i keep wondering you know i i have this very fortunate position in which I get to know 
so many authors from so many backgrounds, from so many ethnicities, from so many historical, mythological points of view. And I cannot remove myself out of the equation when I find all this common thread. Mm-hmm. And then to to tie it back to what I grew up with and what my people have done for the last two, three thousand years. Um and to see all this commonality is that I never had a word for it other than oh it's synchronicity or maybe mm-hmm. it's just but no, like you say, it's soul. It's soul. It's it's just how it's been passed down from nature to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then, not even to make that distinction that from nature to us, because we are nature. We just yep. are so adamant to separate ourselves from nature, you mm-hmm. know, just because we have thumbs and write poetry. But, you know, it's we are <laughs> animals, you know, we are uh, creative beings and part of this matter, this matrix of, of mm-hmm. love and, and this connection. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, like I told you, we could spend hours talking. Um, so I highly recommend, obviously, Witchcraft, Healing Self and Nature Through the Mysteries of the Fates. Ash also tells us on this book, this knowledge is for everybody. You don't need to be Nordic. You don't need to be Asatru. You don't need to be Odinist. You just need to want to heal and get to it. Um, I have to ask you two questions before we go, because time flies when you're having fun. Uh, but but I'm gonna keep people people leave people in a cliffhanger. Uh, Ash, will you come with me and listen to this little promo about Parliament of the World Religions? I would love to. All right, so folks, give us uh, five minutes of your attention. Please listen to the two queens of weir, uh, Twyla York and Laura Gonzalez. We're gonna talk to you about. Uh, Parliament of the World Religions. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more uh, here on Lunatic Mondays. Hello, we are Twyla York and Laura Gonzalez. And we are the officially unofficial pagan committee ambassadors for Chicago for Parliament of the World Religions. No, we're not. We're nothing official. We're just two friends that are overly excited about parliament of the world religions first of all how are you twilight i am doing really well i'm very excited for parliament coming up how are you doing i'm doing really well and i'm actually very excited about parliament and because we are very excited about parliament of the world religions happening in chicago or hometown i invited twilight to tell us a little bit about first of all what is parliament of the world religions So Parliament of the World Religions was actually started before the Great Fire in Chicago, and it was created to kind of uh, cultivate harmony among the world religions and try to foster engagement with all of these institutions and how can we work together to achieve a just, peaceful, and sustainable world. Um, they, they, They gather every three years, roughly three years in different cities around the world to gather and work on these issues. And uh, this year is going to be in Chicago. Yes, it's going to be at the McCormick Place. It's going to be right right on my backyard, literally. I, (sighs) for those who don't know, I live very, very close to the McCormick Place. 
And why do you think it's important that we represent not only from Chicago, but from all over the world, we as pagans, why should we be proactive? Why should we be going? As pagans, we should be going because we as a religious, spiritual movement and group and identity had to fight for our place at parliament. Um, every step of the way, we had amazing people like Phyllis and Angie and Andres fighting tooth and nail, among many, many other important pagans, also Selena, for us to have a space within the parliament to recognize among the big religious leaders that paganism is valid and important and a very diverse, large community network of individuals from a wide range of backgrounds. And being at Chicago, we want to represent that fully, that this is the beautiful tapestry that is paganism. Come show that, come be part of this tapestry that we're going to show these other religious leaders who and what we are and how we practice and how we celebrate. Beautiful. So when is Parliament and how do we sign up? So Parliament is going to be August 14th through the 18th, as we said, in the McCormick Place, downtown Chicago. And if you go to the parliamentofreligions.org, you can sign up for tickets. Um, they have discounted tickets if you have a larger group going. They also have discounted tickets for children and if you have a field trip arranging with a uh, youth group. Uh, but again, you go to Parliament of World Religions. My apologies. Parliament parliamentofreligions.org and you can get tickets there and all the details of all hundreds of workshops and programs and art display and music that's all going to be there and of course we're going to do the shameless self-promotion because we all are going to be presenting so i'm going to be with reverend selena fox and reverend deborah rose talking about women and podcasting and then we are going to be doing a Pagan Voices of Chicago panel. So we have Loro Gonzalez, myself, Damian Hahn, Claire Levioki, Chris Allen, Talisa Lee, and Jamie Marie Robinson um, representing our individual different voices and paths within paganism. And then I'm also doing another panel, which is going to be the Voices of the Goddesses with Angie Buchanan and a whole slew of other women, we each are connecting with different goddesses and writing a piece about it and wearing these beautiful artistic masks um, as our writing is read out loud. That is wonderful. And last but not least, of course, I'm going to be doing a panel with uh, Reverend Karen Green and Reverend Selena Fox about festivals of the dead. Of course, we're going to be talking about Day of the Dead, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and absolutely Samhain, Halloween, and whatnot. And then whatever else comes through between then and now, because we are going to be taking part on ceremonies or the group, uh, the uh, room, or I don't know. I mean, I'm about to go with the flow and go wherever I'm called. So it's going to be a good time. And please remind us, Twyla, of the website where people can sign up. It's going to be parliamentofreligion.org, and it's going to be August 14th through the 18th at McCormick Center in downtown Chicago. There's still lots of time to sign up. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It will change you um, being surrounded by all these amazing people from all these different faiths working 
for a common goal. Thank you so much, Twyla, for being here on CSMP talking about Parliament of the World Religions. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and until we meet again, never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye. Thank you, Twyla, and thank you, Laura, from the past for this informative uh, segment. Uh, so, Ash, I was asking you a question. I was going to ask, ask you a question before we went on this break. Uh, where can people get your book? I have to ask you because I know, but they need to know. And after today, June 26th, do you have any presentations, any places where you're going to be doing like any book signings or something so people can catch you live? Please let us know. Yeah. Um, the book can be ordered at your local bookstore. Um, if they don't have it in, you could ask them to order it, and they will. Uh, it can be ordered through Llewellyn's website, the publisher. Uh, it can be ordered through Amazon, through Barnes & Noble, uh, and just other places online, you know, other other witch shops, you know, they have it online. Um, and as far as future events, I'm going to be at Starwood Festival uh, which is in Southeast Ohio in um, July. Uh, I believe it starts July 11th. And I'll, I'll be doing a few workshops there, or actually a couple workshops. One on one on the fate's call and the call to meaning and purpose and, you know, some good stuff there. And then and then one on dance, like how how we can bring uh, ritual magic into our own kind of weird dance so and then and then the one after that i'll be doing it's a gathering called serious rising and that is in western new york um, and i'll be doing a few workshops over that uh, both of those are a week week long um, gatherings a lot of dancing around the fire and similar to circle san sanctuary right? and um yeah, that's that's all that's on the uh, that's all that's planned now. Some some other podcasts, you know, coming up, but um, yeah, that's it. If you know the name of the podcast, where you're gonna be, you can you can go ahead and tell us. Well, yeah, I just had one that came out actually today. Uh, Pagan's Witchy Corner. That's one, and uh, let's see, Mystic Fix. That's a radio show that I'm going to be doing, I think. Oh, I guess, I guess it'll be out before, before this, this podcast is out. So we're speaking from the future, but they <laughs> have happened already. So be, be mindful and just follow Ash and then you can find yeah. all yeah. these yeah. And it's, it's great that you're uh, taking this word out. And I want to say, since you mentioned, since you mentioned uh, Circle, a big shout out to everyone that is part of the Circle Sanctuary community, whom are people who are very heavily into eco activism and eco magic. This is a book for us, folks, Circle folks. This is a book for us. Uh, even if you, again, if you're not like on the Nordic traditions, it will resonate and it will speak to you. Um, because again, archetypes, right? They're universal. Uh, and it's a wonderful book, and it asks you to do all these exercises on nature, if possible. So why wouldn't you? Uh, especially I'm thinking about Charlotte Bear and company, all of the uh, 
eco-activists that we have at Circle. And by the way, um, Ash, to invite you and all of the people that are listening today to continue listening and supporting CSMP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, we have over 950 hours of podcasts that are available for you to listen, to download, to share, to keep for your personal archives. We are on, obviously, um, the Circle Sanctuary website. We are on Block Talk Radio. We are on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn's, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we have uh, Circle Talk to Tuesdays of the month. We have Circle of Nature, one Wednesday a month. We have uh, Blue Marble, one Friday a month. We have uh, Songs of the Pagan Tribe, uh, two Fridays a month. Those are all in English. Uh, we have Paganos del Mundo, Pagans of the World, or Pagaos del Mundo, that is in Spanish and Portuguese. And then obviously we have two Mondays a month, Lunatic Mondays, where yours truly on semi-English. I must up sometimes, but yeah. Watch okay. uh, all I have left to say, Ash, is thank you so much for being on the... Thank you so much for writing this wonderful book. First, thank you for writing this wonderful book. Secondly, thank you for being on the show tonight. I really appreciate getting to know you a little bit better, though I feel like I know you a great deal through the book. And thanks, uh, and thanks for reading it. And of course, and uh, I leave you the microphone so you can say good night to your audience tonight. Yeah, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening, and I I hope to see you somewhere out and about at some festival around a fire or just in a workshop and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about your weird and seeing your weird and sharing it. So, thanks. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And as always, all I have left to say is never forget that you are loved. Goodbye. Lunatic Mondays is a production of Laura Gonzalez for CSN Podcasts, building bridges of community around the world. Thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow nature-centered paths. Join us throughout the week for various programming connecting with the community around the world. Please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash CSN podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. Until next time, many blessings.